the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Happy Wednesday morning. It is January 10th, 2024, and you are listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Hooley Show. And I'm Jack Windsor, Editor-in-Chief of the Ohio Press Network, filling in for Bruce Hooley. And uh, it's good to be back in the saddle. Uh, Sorry that I wasn't here to be uh, talking with you yesterday about a lot going on in the world, but uh, I'm back today. And I'm going to be joined uh, on the line in just a a moment. by one of our friends at Cedarville University. Uh, but I want to first remind you, today's the day. The Ohio House is on the clock. House Bill 68 will be uh, on the floor and voted on today at 2 o'clock is when the session starts. I don't expect that it will be right at 2 o'clock. But if you want to weigh in, legislature.ohio.gov, that's where you can go. You can search for your state representative, and you can call his or her office, send him or her an email, and uh, the message I got today from one state house insider was this is the largest amount of feedback that is unorganized. So this isn't driven by, you know, some special interest group. It's grassroots. People are reaching out in record numbers and they still need to hear from you. So make sure you take a moment to do that. And then uh, if you're on Twitter, get over to at Jack Windsor and weigh in. There's a poll. Should the Ohio House override Governor DeWine's veto? Of House Bill 68. Again, that's the bill aimed at outlawing puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, gender reassignment surgeries for minors. And as it stands right now, uh, overwhelmingly, the answer is yes. Okay, uh, he is chairman of the History and Government Department, professor of international studies at Cedarville University. He is Dr. Glenn Dewar, and he's a friend of the show. Dr. Dewar, welcome back to The Bruce Woolley Show. How are you today, sir? Great. How about yourself? I am super fantastic. Uh, feeling good today. Excited to talk with you about uh, a lot going on and uh, and to get your perspective. I, I want to start here. Um, <clears throat> last week, we heard something on a Friday. There was kind of a news dump. And, and this is how Politico put it. At a White House meeting last week, Jake Sullivan, the National Security Advisor, noticed that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin was absent, a top Pentagon official. Uh, Sasha Baker was there in his place. There was nothing obviously unsettling about this. Austin was scheduled to work from home and lower level aides often sit in for their boss. But what neither Sullivan nor Baker knew at the moment was that Austin was already hospitalized at Walter Reed National Military Medical Center with complications from an undisclosed surgical procedure. I have a lot of questions about that, Dr. Dewar. From an international perspective, when you read that story, what did you think? Major alarm bells going off because we're the Secretary of Defense that's AWOL, um, and, and obviously we wish him the best uh, on his recovery. But um, you know, when you think about the position of, of China or Russia or North Korea or Iran or 
any adversary out there in the world, had they gotten wind of of that departure and that just uh, limit to the um, the line, it really could have been catastrophic had something been launched or something been done uh, elsewhere in the world. And so this is the type of thing that, that does crop up. I mean, it's happened with multiple different presidents who you know, will pass along power to the vice president very, very temporarily. But uh, the fact that it seemingly didn't reach uh, President Biden's desk for about 48 hours is deeply, deeply problematic. So I know that I'm going to ask a question that if we were in court, it would be hearsay. Uh, counsel would object and the judge would say sustained. However, do you think it was intentional? Do, do you think that this was we're not going to disclose it because we don't want it on the radar. We don't want those nefarious forces like China or Russia or North Korea to know. Or we don't we don't trust Joe Biden in his dementia riddled state. It's hard to know because further information has come out. Uh, it's, it's likely to do with, with prostate cancer. And uh, thankfully, modern medicine has a great ability to deal with it. But you know, clearly, there's some level of complication here. Uh, and it's also very, very uh, disconcerting because here is someone that is in a direct position that, uh, where others around the world are able to call him. There's a, an open line of communication. And now there's this um, piece of um, information where he just has been very, very quiet, hoping it would, be, would go unnoticed. Uh, and it hasn't, and it's caused a much, much greater uh, mailstorm. And it's also going to be hard moving forward because here's the Secretary of Defense who's 70 years old and is now known to um, kind of hide things uh, to the great public. So there's, there's, there's a lot of danger wrapped up in this story. Yeah, there really is. And, uh, and Dr. Dewar, you're, you're a little bit... Um broken but we did get i did get to hear almost all of what you were saying there but the final point was you know it is kind of secretive he's it's he's keeping it from the public and that can create uh, a lot of challenges i would i would say that there might be people in bad places licking their chops going okay they've got a president that that doesn't seem to be with it all the time and now they have a uh, secretary of defense who is ill um let's talk about though i want to pivot to the lead up to the presidential election and I want to talk about it through two perspectives. Uh, the first is, how does it being 2024 impact aggression on the world stage? And the assumption I'm going to make here, and it might be wrong, is that I'm assuming candidates will be more aggressive while campaigning to protect American interests versus, you know, a few short months ago, they might have been a little more passive, but now it's an election year and uh, we got to go after the bad guys. How do you think this election year uh, affects the international stage. It really can have a major impact. If we go back to 2008, for example, in August, uh, Putin of Russia uh, very brazenly attacked two regions of the a country called Georgia in the Caucasus. These regions are Abkhazia and South Ossetia and effectively annexed them uh, in the midst of a very contentious presidential election between then senators Obama and McCain, with President Bush being uh, something of a, a lame duck at the time. And so when these types of situations are known by adversaries around the world, it is often a time when there is action. Mm. 
for President Biden as well, given his poor polling numbers, there's every potential that he will try and act, I think, stronger on the world stage. And there's a danger of miscalculating in all of it, because uh, as we get closer and closer to the presidential election, it is such a uh, major point of contention in our country that uh, really a lot of things can happen uh, in the in the leading, months leading up to it. How do you think this will affect immigration and will immigration impact this country in 2024 and going forward? Because my thought would be, okay, again, the idea is Biden's going to get stronger on something and it might be the border because that seems to be a common ground issue that Democrats, Republicans and independents agree on. We, we've got to shore up the border. It cannot just let people come in illegally. Um, how do you think 2024 will impact the border? It's going to be a big story to watch because generally most presidential elections revolve around domestic issues. They're, they're much less um, placed on, on foreign policy issues. But this is, this is an interesting one because it's kind of in between the two. It's maybe what we call an intermestic issue, international and domestic. And really we've seen just a massive, massive spike of undocumented crossings into the United States with very, very large numbers of undocumented that we really haven't seen in a couple of decades. And seemingly uh, for President Biden, he's, he's losing out uh, because there are a lot of uh, even, well, there are some Democratic congressmen along the uh, southern border that are really concerned with the direction of their own party. And uh, certainly but there's a real potential, at least in Texas, where several members of Congress could lose their seats on this issue alone. Mm -hmm. And so this is one where he'll have to get tighter, one would think, uh, given poor polling numbers. He just hasn't seemed to have done an awful lot on it. And really, it's something that has been kind of pushed by this administration or let slide uh, over time, and it just hasn't been uh, kind of pushed concretely to a solution. And so this is an area where it could happen, but it's almost too little too late now because mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people continue to come. The current migrant caravan that came out of Central America uh, is still around 2,000 people moving through southern Mexico. That's going to pick up uh, the news cycle in the forthcoming days as it approaches the border and unless something changes, we're likely to see more migrant caravans as well. Wow. It's going to be an interesting year, and I'm extremely grateful that we'll have you here with us consistently uh, to explain to us what's going on and, and what it means. He is uh, chair of the History and Government Department and professor of international studies at Cedarville University. Dr. Glenn Doerr, thank you for carving out time to be with us today. We appreciate you. Great to be with you. My pleasure. All right, have a great afternoon, and thank you for listening to 98.9 FM, The Answer. Jack Windsor here, editor-in-chief of the Ohio Press Network. Hey, uh, at 11.35, I'll be joined by Joe Gurgley, political director for Ohio Conservative PAC. Uh, 12.06, our friend Lad Dilgard, and then at 12.22, Bob France of AM1420 and True Blue TV. So lots up. Stay tuned. Did you know that you can turn your small savings into impressive fortunes? You can with the Alpha Beta Report. Now, they are experts who will guide you. They're certified pros. They've transformed modest sums into vast treasures. 
They, they, they're not just talking about it. They've done it. I had a chance a few weeks back over Christmas break to listen into one of their calls. They had an annual call uh, celebrate the whole year as an organization, and uh, it's impressive. So when you get there, you'll learn, you'll dive in, investing, trading, and more. So get over to the alphabetareport.com. That's where you're going to learn how to amplify your financial growth today. It's the alphabetareport.com. And when you go there, you'll see my picture. And there's a green button that says Windsor discount. You click that, type in W-I-N-D-S-O-R, and uh, the guys will apply your discount to the learning that you will undergo. And uh, kudos to them and thank you for supporting our work at the Ohio Press Network. Thank you for listening. It's good to have you back. Um, Big day today. Mahek Cook, you've heard her on the show before. She's an attorney. She's a mom. She's a business owner. And she's also an advocate for conservatives. On Twitter today, she said, Today Ohioans will see when, when our moral compass te- where our moral compass test is. Republicans, will they stand against the protection for children and against painful life-altering transgender surgeries and drugs and fight for only girls to play girls' sports? And then she says, remember your oath, find your backbone, and override the governor's veto. Now, I've talked, and I did it again today, about House Bill 68, and I say that's the bill aimed at outlawing cross-sex hormones, puberty blockers, and gender mutilation surgery. But it's also the bill that contains the Save Women's Sports Act that would make it illegal for men to compete in women's sports, and to share their private spaces. I mean, you think about it in high school particularly, those males are going to be intact. Do you really want your daughters exposed to that? Um, it's, it's crazy that we live in a world that we're even debating this publicly. This is, this is a world that it seems to me fundamental understanding um, – easy-to-grasp concepts of what's civil and moral and correct and good. They just kind of seem to be either out the window or contested on on every, every level. Well, today's the day. At 2 o'clock, the Ohio House has been called back to session. And I made some phone calls this morning, talked to lawmakers, and I heard one, Gary Click, who crafted House Bill 68, said, I feel good about this. A couple other lawmakers wanted to remain anonymous, talked to me on background, and they said, look, the amount of support that we've received to override the governor's veto of House Bill 68 is like nothing ever. And one lawmaker said, it's, it's not organized, meaning this isn't like <clears> – <throat> so, for example – uh, the ACLU or the teachers union or, or whatever group oftentimes will send these uh, template letters to members and say, you need to send this to your representative or your state senator. She said, no, no, this isn't, that's not it. This is grandma and grandpa, mom and dad, kids sending messages, uh, heartfelt, individualized messages to lawmakers. And uh, we're going to see, we're, we're going to see if, 
the Republican Party is sold out to the medical industrial complex, big pharma, and willing to sit this one out or sit on their hands and let kids take drugs. Now, the argument is, but the governor outlawed these gender mutilation surgeries. Well, he did that, one, for minors, by the way. He outlawed the surgeries for minors. That's window dressing. That's Governor DeWine saying, I want to give Republicans something that they won't override my veto. But he still kept it legal for the issuance of drugs, right? Puberty blockers. Puberty is a process that not only matures your sex organs, but it matures your brain, right? It's part of adolescence. And we're going to put drugs in our kids' bodies legally to stop that from happening. And there are chemical castration drugs, right, that keep them from reproducing. And then there's hormones. So if you're a male and you have higher testosterone, they think it's okay to dump in exponentially higher amounts of estrogen or vice versa if you're a female. We're going we're gonna to put in a ton of testosterone and your body isn't hardwired or configured to accept and operate with those chemical changes and levels. You're not. You know, when I was growing up, we had some guys that we knew that took steroids in high school. Roid rage was a thing. The way that they acted was a thing. Um, and it was an issue and it was illegal. But now we want to make it legal. And by the way, there's no evidence to support this notion that to keep a kid who is either gender dysphoric or I would argue there's a lot of social contagion. There's gender confusion because of political peer pressure, right? It's the trendy thing to do right now to be whatever gender fluid or gay or whatever label it is that you want to stick on yourself. And if that is what's going on and it's not gender dysphoria, but it's, it's, social contagion, it's gender confusion, and we're allowing our kids to take these drugs. Do you know what happens when they when they turn 18? They get surgeries. So Mike DeWine outlawing surgeries is really Mike DeWine just deferring surgeries. Make sure you get to legislature.ohio.gov and uh, look at legislators. There's your house directory. Click on your representative. Call your representative. Send your representative an email. Speak up. Um, because there's a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of stuff that's getting ignored. By the way, should the Ohio House override Governor DeWine's veto of House Bill 68? Uh, 121 votes at at Jack Windsor on Twitter. 93% say yes, 5% say no, under 1% say I'm not sure. Uh, Make sure that you weigh in, and um, we'll talk more about that later in the show. Up next, we'll be joined by Joe Gurgley. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.